Letter forty five of Letters from Egypt by Lady Lucy Duff Gordon. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. To Sir Alexander Duff Gordon, Luxor, August thirteenth, eighteen sixty four. Dearest Alec, for the last month we have had a purgatory of hot wind and dust, such as I never saw, impossible to stir out of the house. So in despair I have just engaged a return boat, a gelling height, and am off to Cairo in a day or two, where I shall stop till, inshallah, you come to me. Can't you get leave to come at the beginning of November? Do try. That is the pleasant time in Cairo. I am a stupid, lazy Arab now, as Omar says, having lain on a mat in a dark stone passage for six weeks or so, but my chest is no worse. Better, I think, and my health has not suffered at all only I am stupid and lazy. I had a pleasant visit lately from a great doctor from Mecca, a man so learned that he can read the Koran in seven different ways. He is also a physician of European hekma learning. Fancy my wonder when a great alim in gorgeous Hegazi dress walked in and said, Madame, tout ce qu'on m'a dit, de fait, de vous fait tellement l'éloge de votre cœur et de votre esprit, que je me suis arrêté pour tâcher de me procurer le plaisir de votre connaissance. A lot of Luxor people came in to pay their respects to the great man, and he said to me that he hoped I had not been molested on account of religion, and if I had I must forgive it, as the people here were so very ignorant, and barbarians were bigots everywhere. I said, Wahali, the people of Luxor are my brothers and the Maun said, True, the Fellaheen are like oxen, but not such swine as to insult the religion of a lady who has served God among them like this one. She risked her life every day. And if she had died, said the great theologian, her place was made ready among the martyrs of God, because she showed more love to her brothers than to herself. Now, if this was a humbug, it was said in Arabic, before eight or ten people, by a man of great religious authority." Omar was osange to hear his sit spoken of in such a grand way for the religion. I believe that a great change is taking place among the ulema, that Islam is ceasing to be a mere party flag, just as occurred with Christianity, and that all the moral part is being more and more dwelt on. My great alim also said I had practiced the precepts of the Koran, and then laughed and added, I suppose I ought to say the gospel, but what matters is, el haqt, the truth, is one, whether spoken by our Lord Jesus or by our Lord Mohammed. He asked me to go with him to Mecca next winter for my health, as it was so hot and dry there. I found he had fallen in with El Bedrawi and the Khartoum merchant at Aswan. The little boy was well again, and I had been outrageously extolled by them. We are now sending off all the corn. I sat the other evening on Mustafa's doorstep, and saw Greeks piously and zealously attending to the divine command to spoil the Egyptians. Eight months ago a Greek bought up corn at sixty piastres the Ardeb. He follows the Coptic tax-gatherer like a vulture after a crow. Now wheat is one hundred and seventy piastres the Ardeb here, and the fella has paid three and a half per cent a month besides. Reckon the profit! Two men I know are quite ruined, and have sold all they had. The cattle disease forced them to borrow at these ruinous rates, and now, alas, the Nile is sadly lingering in its rise, and people are very anxious. Poor Egypt, or rather, poor Egyptians. Of course, I need not say that there is a great improvidence in those who can be fleeced as they are fleeced. 
Mustafa's household is a pattern of muddling hospitality, and Mustafa is generous and mean by turns. But what chance have people like these, so utterly uncivilized and so isolated, against Europeans of unscrupulous characters? I can't write more in the wind and dust. You shall hear again from Cairo. End of letter 45. Read by Sibella Denton. All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.